0: This is London. This radio—a two-hour trip into the world of dark, raw, electronic music—presented by DBMT.
1: Welcome to the Mantis Radio Takeover. I'm covering for Sun or Sharp tonight. My name is DVNT and for the next two hours this is the sound of Dark Floor. Coming up on tonight's show in hour two we have an exclusive guest mix from Casual Violence. It's really good. It's rare to have a, uh, a Casual Violence mix. There's not many of them about so treasure it. First hour is myself playing um, Pretty much completely new, uh, new stuff. Opening track tonight was uh, the new one from the new single by David Lynch. Yes, uh, that David Lynch. Uh, the track is called Star Dream Girl. And the one behind me, this one is not out for a little while. This is These Hidden Hands with a track called Ivy and it's Vatican Shadow on the remix. Uh, forthcoming Parento Park, this is Minimum Syndicate. The track is called Half Thang. And this is Exime on the remix. The track before was a new one forthcoming on Soma Records. comes out, um, it's going to be late August I think. Lewis Falci and Nuclear Default with a track called Sinister. This one is a uh, fairly recent release. This is uh, Carl Finlow, a track called Hashtag, and it's a C Mantle on the remix. This one's available now on Electrics, uh, Billy Nasty's label. The track before uh, was a new one from Frank Schneider called Machine Gun, that's uh, available on um, his Super Trigger album, which is released on Rasta Noten, who, uh, alongside Alvin Noto, uh, runs the label. The whole album is brilliant. Get the album. Methods. This is a track called Knights and Bishops, and it's taken from the latest release uh, from Chiask called The Seventh Seal. And it's mighty, mighty fine, as you can hear. The one before, uh, a slightly older track by NHK called Mogra. Uh, the label uh, escapes me on that one. But I do know it's a white cover with NHK and black on front of it in uh, yeah, in letters, obviously. Anyway. This, Ancient Methods, Knights and Bishops. This is Mantis Radio Takeover. Covering Sunhill Sharp tonight at 2FM. a uh, new one from Mike Parker, Lustration 6, taken from his uh, Lustration album. It's very good, but it's um, it's like a collection of dance floor um, killer material like this. It's not really like a kind of listen at home album, although I would listen to it at home. But then I'm a little bit strange, so. Uh, the one before we had, uh, hang on. Uh, a new one on a, from a new artist called Astro, uh, Astronomical Telegraph with a track called Near Heart Object and that was Dead Sound and Videohead on the remix very uh, sort of characteristic broken techno that and the one before that was a new one from Korax um, Amnesius and that's available on Rod Cones. Hope you're enjoying the tunes. Don't forget an hour or two, we have an amazing guest session, casual violence. But before that, I've also got an interview, a very exclusive interview as well, with a techno artist that many of you will like, but nobody knows who they are. And I've managed to get them in for an interview. That's coming up shortly. Until then, it's some more tracks. Maybe a bit of electro. We've had a little bit of that tonight. Maybe a little bit more. my favourite track from the album the recent album Kill the Lights this is House of Black Lanterns the track is called Broken and this is unsubscribe on the remix which you all know is Dave Clark and Mr. Jones anyway Kill the Lights an amazing album you really should check it out House of Black Lanterns of course the latest and the newest alias for uh, Dylan Richards who you might know as King Cannibal some of you will even know him when he did Zilla uh, with, on uh, Warp Records. It's an amazing, um, an amazing mix of Buddy Peace on the Warp Vision DVD a couple of years back. Check it out. is big. This is Gantz, G-A-N-T-Z, with a track called You Won't Mind. And this is Thelem on the remix. It's available now on Black Box. The one before, which is frankly mental, is uh, Paul Walford's uh, Overload. That's forthcoming on a Hot Flush and that's taken from the Untitled um, release. <laughs> which uh, is a yellow, yellow yellowy-orange cover. Although that track um, is only coming out on the vinyl release. You cannot get it digitally. And then before that was that um, unsubscribe remix of Broken, which again is huge. There's just so much massive stuff around at the minute.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: this track, this is Savage and Save a Generation of Infidels, unreleased but it's by a um, Scottish duo of InGen and Saviour and it's very good isn't it. So, as I said uh, earlier in the show tonight, and in uh, honour of Sunil Sharp's style of doing the show, I have an interview, a very exclusive interview, with none other than Death Abyss.
2: When did the Death Abyss project start and why was the decision to remain anonymous associated with it? It started with the first EP. came out pretty much. Partly it was the idea of Steve that runs Rod
0: Okay. He, he wanted a new project wanted the music on the label, so a new project was started. The first EP was, was the beginning of Death Abyss, really. Okay. Yeah, it was quite an unusual way to start, but...
2: Well, that's... yeah, you yeah. know, you've got to start somewhere, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 And is it is it a pretty even split with the creative control over it? You approach him with, like, I've got all this stuff, what do you think? So he approach you with stuff? Yeah, it is. It's, it's just, it's quite a good open relationship and um, pretty much can do anything. And
0: then, uh, and he'll sort of feedback. Uh, very honestly very bluntly about sort of, what's going on. Yeah. But he understands the concept, he sort of quite, he encourages encourages to take it further more extreme than it is. So he's sort of like pouring gasoline on fire in the way and he needed put it. So yeah, there's a lot of freedom to work there, but he does he does direct it in a certain way.
2: So why why the choice to remain anonymous with it? Because the nature
0: of the project and the philosophy behind it and the message behind it is um, is quite extreme. So it just has to be anonymous, really. Nice. And especially a lot of a lot, a lot of it is open to purposely open to be misinterpreted. So um, yeah, yeah, it just has to remain anonymous for that for that reason. We, it could uh, we don't really know what kind of repercussions some of the things could. Some
2: of uh, Google. So. Trying to set some distance or safety. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, you write techno and other music and you release it under a, a known name. How do you separate the two in the studio? You know, because you've got uh, the Death Abyss stuff, is very pitch black sort of techno, it's got a certain sound to it, but it, it does sound different to the other techno that you make. Yeah and how do you sort of split that into that a difficult process?
0: No, it's, it's completely different actually. It's quite pretentious in a way in that um, to make the music, you've got to uh, get into the right headspace, and uh, you know, it is quite sort of physical, physically, mentally, put yourself into a place to make the kind of music. It's not just sit down and make music kind of stuff. It, uh, the reason why it's so frequent is because um, basically, gonna be like an absolute fit, of pure hate, and rage, and disgust. To sort of get
2: it angry. So you definitely go into the studio knowing you're gonna make some death. Abyss yeah, yeah, or? Absolutely.
0: There's nothing. Like, there's a clear purpose it. and it normally it's normally set up by sort of Steve demanding more music. Okay. And then and then it kind of was like, okay, it's time to go into
2: that place. Best get to work. Yeah. So is there a particular workflow to doing a death abyss track? i
0: would say there's a lot less thought behind it, but there isn't. But there is. It's very well, it's very reactionary. In the, Normally, it's a reaction against something very specific, so it's sort of pinned to a in time, but, but um, that's the initial process, then afterwards, sort of deep thought goes into it, but I guess it's more just more, I suppose, it's a, a cliché sort of word to use, but it's more war, there's a... You're going in war paint and stuff. But. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, yeah, it, it is.
2: There's a lot I mean,
0: just... Stuff like the beats, the beats are played live and then um, sort of recorded and then resequenced or quantized or whatever. So a lot of the parts are play, uh, played live and
2: quite aggressively and then sort of you know, treated tenderly after the studio. Is that some people are curious about? Is that more of a hardware thing? Is that a software thing? Is that relevant?
0: Um, it's it's well, it sort of irrelevant. It's just it's everything, everything and anything really. We try to always use something different or use something...
2: an unconventional way or...? Wrong way, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah in an in abusive way,
0: but yeah, I mean there's hardware and software and uh, uh, electric and natural So you're not a purist so. in any. No, I'm not at all, no.
2: okay. So on a sort of more general tip, uh, you've been involved in techno and its surrounding scenes for, for quite a while now. Oh. Um, from running with sound systems through to your label, uh, your numerous releases on uh, there and, and other places. What's your take on the current scene at the minute?
0: Well, I don't think scene is the right word. It's, it's, I don't follow the scene specifically. I follow just music generally. Anything that's kind of got a bit of a, a spark of defiance or something that's a bit kind of rebellious or whatever, I'll follow it. So it doesn't necessarily need to be techno. It can be anything. It's hard to call it a scene at the moment. I think it's so much. Business has crept into stuff. It, um, there's like two layers really. You've got like a very businessy, commercial side to it. You know, I mean, it's always, you've always had that. You know, and then you've got the underground side, but it just seems that there's a lot more emphasis on sales and success and. and Modifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modifying and things. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm actively taken part of it. Probably less than I should be. But uh, I don't know. I like to
2: kick against things. And it's hard to become part of a scene if you're trying to kick against. Sort of creating your own thing a little bit. I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. So as a Londoner, you've probably noticed lots and lots of them are closing their doors now. Yeah. It's been going on for a while, but it's really picked up steam uh, recently. Uh, and there's like a growing style of hosting events in London. Uh, is this something you're going to see taken over, do you think, from your days in the sound systems? Or is the underground going to be further down the hole? Uh, the
0: underground that I come from is really, it's, it's as underground as you can get. It was cultural, it was... It was and authoritarian, pretty much fringe society stuff. So we're not talking about underground, it's, it's a lot more extreme than what most people would consider to be underground, really, yeah.
2: Well, there was no, probably, sort of, rough security? And... No!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was totally, it was, it was complete, it was D.I. culture taken to its sort of end degree, really. Yeah. Um, but out of that, a lot of things were born. Without that happening, you wouldn't really have dance music in the way that, in the way that sound system culture and everything kind of comes out of that, really. And for that to happen again, for there to be a proper underground, you have you, you need to have people kicking against something and reacting. At the moment, no one really seems to want to react because it's hard work. And everyone wants a quick fix. And for a quick fix, they're looking at marketing and promotion, or just sort of going down the commercial route, the actual hard work it takes to create a true underground scene, and, and also the commitment to, to sort of step away and take that risk where you might well be sort of stepping out into the void and then you know, it could well be but you're not you're not gonna get anywhere. With it. I don't think people are that weird to take a risk. No, it is, so I don't, it is
2: quite safe I think. I, d- I
0: don't I don't know if there is an underground in London to talk of really there is, but it's really, really small i place. Really small and I don't know what's happening in in East London. I,
2: it's it's I just where the warehouse is you, at,
0: Yeah, right. yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, To yeah. me, I look at it as it's just, it's commercial yeah. entities and I'm sort of being blanketed with what my- bank in a turned but it seems to be commercial entities are trying to appropriate mm. the mythology of like the true sort of historical underground parties. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of buying the whole warehouse underground party. But it's not. The warehouse has been paid for. The police has been paid for. The police aren't going really to come and arrest everyone, and their names aren't known by the local police. So it's not really underground. It's just a commercial party going in the warehouse. It's yeah. a different. Thing. I think now, particularly, the <laughs> most hopeful thing I have is that politically, the country so screwed up at the moment. It's <laughs> bound to be some kind of big reaction and that's kind of a good
2: thing really. Yeah, they are pushing people into a corner. And it was the recession that caused it the
0: first time around. That, that's what sort of gave birth to the rave the rave revolution and the empires and Castle water and all that kind of stuff, which then spins it off and became what we have there really in this country. So that one came out of Thatcher. The same. <laughs> so now we've got our new sort of our new version of that. It's right? got to wannabe, yeah, I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, maybe that uh, you know, Who's who's the favourite musician of writing in techno or surrounding styles? The
0: thing that comes to mind most recently uh, was the, the two recent releases on Ross Cones, actually. Uh, one was the um, Lano, or Layno, Yeah, I call it Savagery.
2: No, no idea. No. Actually, no. Idea. Steve won't tell me. Um, Doesn't really
0: matter. No, so.
2: okay, but I, I really like it. That was the sort of first thing that
0: that's popped up recently. Well, I've got okay, that's got to do. Guts and Grip. And the Corvus thing as well, the, the new... Uh, Rod's, I don't know if it's out
2: or if uh, I think it came out this week actually.
0: I like that, that's got, that's, um, again, that's got sort of savagery but it's not uncontrolled. It is, there's a bit of crossmanship, which no idea who that is either.
2: No, I think it's a female producer, that's all I know. People Ever was part of, them, um, there was another
0: uh, male-female project on
2: Rod's. Uh, Girls Revenge. Thing. That's
0: a brilliant, yeah. Good, good, hard, hard. <laughs> Still free going to keep things under his hat, so I don't know. What else am I going to get into? Uh, just really getting into where Jamie Vex is at at the moment, what he's doing, and his, his latest project. It's pretty interesting. I don't know. It's difficult for me to say, because I try not. It's not that I don't like techno. I try not to listen to it. Uh, I, I think it's... Um,
2: it's a bit insidious, maybe.
0: It's sort of trying to, trying to not be influenced by the music that you're making. So um, yeah, it's unusual. I mean, a lot of people don't produce it, they don't listen to it, they'll you know, DJ as well. I try to sort of keep my head pure of that and listen to other stuff so that my influences are external rather than sort of you know? yeah. So yeah, that, uh, that's sort of the most recent stuff that comes to mind. I really yeah. like Dirty, who, who uh, does dark industrial noise stuff. Yeah, I yeah, like what he's doing, but that's kind of coming out of the um, Orphex kind of industrial noise and techno. really. That whole sound really I'm quite on you know, I sort of like it and sort of I have a love-hate relationship with that side of techno, there's sort of um, a basket shadow and cloaks and I don't really know what you, can, you call that techno.
2: Sort of. It's, it's on the fringes the of... Brace yeah. noises. Yeah, 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 I like that um, And I'm really, really,
0: the most recently i have going to is JK Fletch which is just in Warwick's um, project. you project, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that's
2: pretty good that's pretty savage. So um, what's on the horizon for this? Uh, I heard a rumour that you're going to play it live?
0: Yeah, um, the next release is uh, getting done at some point but um, <laughs> it's going um, to be quite an interesting release so just to sort of discuss, discuss what's going to happen with Steve and there's this sort of whole underlying ritualistic aspect to um, to Death Abyss and so we wanted to try and um, make it more overt and more blatant so we're going to be uh, recording the um, vocals for the, the new EP which is going to be quite a departure from what's already been done, kind of departure but also kind of not. There's going to be live vocals, I'm going to be recording them in uh, uh, important religious and occult locations in London, recording them live <laughs> without permission, just going to be rocking up with some recording equipment. Um, to capture the ambience of the area and uh, just because it seems like an interesting thing to do. And it's going to be filmed as well, so there's going to be um, sort of film footage and possibly a video made out of it. But, Sounds good. Yeah, and, and, yeah, so that's kind of what's happening so next. When, when it gets done, I don't know. We've got, to, um, we've got to arrange the recording. Probably the only time to do the locations we picked which i don't i'm not going to sort reveal we can probably only do it at like between one and six in the morning these various places in london so yeah that's going to be done and then uh, the music could be funny stuff the, the bare bones of the projects the project is there but it's yeah it's
2: pretty hardcore pretty hard. would you be touring with that yeah i've of lifestyle things that's really That will happen when it happens.
0: It's
2: definitely happening, but it's just... It's on the cards. Yeah, it's
0: still happening on the cards. But a lot of people haven't heard that. But yeah, again, that's got to be... I don't want it to be just... a DJ type thing it's, it's, it's got to be a, experience a, experience and performance so there's, got, there's, a, there's a lot to work out before it can happen
2: yeah very decent sound system and no lights uh,
0: yeah, yeah yeah,
2: maybe just a stroke and that's it so yeah Yeah, that sounds yeah. good <coughs> okay so um, another question somebody's got, probably going to like any plans on vinyl yes there is yeah well something like that, um, uh, I don't really want to talk to you too
0: much but yes definitely yeah okay yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. thanks very much This Radio.
1: This is the Mantis Radio Takeover, I'm DVNT and I'm standing in for Sun or Sharp this week. As promised earlier in tonight's show, we have a guest mix of Casual Violence, who is one of my favourite producers and indeed DJs in the techno scene, he has such an ear for the good stuff. Anyway, as I'm sure he'll demonstrate over the next hour, enjoy. Last hour, you've been enjoying an exclusive guest session for Casual Violence. For more details on him, head to casualviolence.bandcamp.com and he's also on SoundCloud at casual underscore violence. That's about it from me. A big shout out to Sunil Sharp for letting me uh, take over his show this week. He'll be back next time and I'll hopefully see you again soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.